make deals. Base hits to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? That is absolutely clobbered. Good gosh, where is that going to land? Oh, my, what a bomb from Aaron Judge. Testing the limits of Safeco Field with home run number 31. OMG. This is Brandon Lockridge, and you're listening to the Bronx Machachos. All right, everybody, welcome to the newest episode of the Bronx Machachos podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got Danny. Here, what's good, everybody? And we got Alex tonight. Hello, 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 everybody. Everyone, you know the drill from every day. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, like, all that good stuff. Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, iHeart, Amazon, Odyssey, Spotify, you know the drill. Anybody who's watching us on YouTube, hit the like button. Subscribe to to the Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, yeah, and then don't forget any deals we have is always go to our link tree, which is link tree backslash real dot com. Um, so yeah, so for everybody who's been following us for a while, uh, this is our one year anniversary of starting this podcast. <laughs> it's been you know it's been a it's been a long and crazy ride, man. I gotta say that. Start, especially starting, you know, <laughs> a bunch of bunch of guys that kind of just got together and said, you know what, this is kind of cool, a cool thing. They, you know, Dave, Dave couldn't make it to us, but today, but you know, he's he gave us a little shout out. Happy one year, Dave! Congratulations on the one year as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, for everyone who you know, we've kind of gone through a lot of ups and downs just in the podcasting world, just doing our thing. But there's a bunch of people we need to thank for for a lot of stuff. And uh, some of the guys are Jeremy Laraquenta, Brandon Lockridge, Katie Sharp, James Zeiss, Dan Fiorito, Chris Knott, Scott Fryer, definitely uh, Paul Wooden, our brother. A bunch of those guys ride with us hard, and they they help us out as much as we they can. Man, we we for everyone there, we have truly 100% appreciate everything you guys do for us and have done, and we're always there for you guys. Um, in addition to them, we got to give a big shout out, big thank you to uh, Ethan Skolnick and Five Reasons for giving us the platform to, to, to expand, for letting us be part of their group. And, you know, just a big thank you to every, this is a big thing. This is a big thank you to everybody who's listened to us, to been part of us from, the, from day one. You know, Danny, Alex, you guys can talk about everything, you know, give your thank yous too. So definitely go for it, man. Let them, let everyone know how they, how you feel. Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. Like one year, um, it's kind of like our baby in some ways, you know, day we've, we've all put a lot of work into this, um, social media wise, getting, you know, the sponsors that we have, Dave has put in a lot of work with that, our, our, our store merchandise and all that stuff. So, um, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to, to keep this thing rolling. And I'm fortunate to do it with you guys, honestly, you know, uh, we, we started off, um, we started off, how do I put this? 
we started off, you know, with, with other people, but I think, you know, after this year, we've, we, we got the right people involved, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. So thank you guys for, you know, being a part of that. Um, and, and we, we kind of got a little Yankee community on, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're still building up our, our Instagram and social media. So um, everybody that's been ride, riding with us since day one, Ali, um, McNeil, like all those dudes like <laughs> from Canada. The fact that we made it international is pretty dope. So um, it's it's been fun. We love the Yankees. We love talking about baseball. And um, it's cool that we get to share with so many people. So. Thank you, for real. Yes, I'm gonna have to agree with um, everybody. Thank you, thank you, everybody for being with us for one year. Uh, yeah, we were just a bunch of guys that we knew each other through the internet, and we got together and we we started this bad boy. And it's like, I I would like to really thank everyone for being there from the beginning, whoever came on after the beginning everyone in the future that's that you're listening to this episode in the future that you just started for the first time ever thank you as well for just even seeing our name out there on on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you are and then you decided to click on our name and be like let me hear what these guys say I, thank you without you guys there would be none of us we wouldn't be doing this right now would we be i would be doing trying to do photography danny and mark will be doing whatever they gotta be doing like in their lives like so without you guys yes we there wouldn't be any of us and yes we've all had we were having a rough time in the beginning but hey everything moved out the right way things happen for a reason that's why we're, we're blessed that you we have an audience like you guys out there with us 100 and oh sorry sorry sorry, sorry gonna, yeah you go for it you see what I, 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 I forgot i forgot to put it i'm not gonna say that but also to our wives that are listening to us <laughs> i would like to thank you for listening to us go crazy weekly and during the playoffs daily and having us watch baseball every single day basically while i know it's making you ladies want to pull your hairs out because it's like can you guys watch something else for a day i know we're all hearing the same thing and yes, ladies, thank you for giving us the opportunity for doing this as well. Because without you, ladies, we wouldn't be doing this either. No, 100%. My wife is all happy I do this because then I don't have to give her hot takes every day. <laughs> but uh, as Dave, as Dave turned turn around and said over here, he wants to give a special thanks out to a bunch of countries uh, you know, so, who support us across the way. Uh, U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, Mexico, Spain, France, Venezuela. Brazil, the Netherlands, Israel, uh, Germany, and he put Canada once again, Australia, United Kingdom. Thank you, everyone who listens over there. Thank you, International. The muchachos, go International at all times. Um, I, I swear, the way this is going right now, we're just going to get, like, from the Animaniacs, the guy going, like, Canada, da 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 da, -da, -da. <laughs> <laughs> Just going all over the whole world. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. That's how we got to do it, man. The muchachos, go International. That's how we roll. So, with the with the big thanks, we gotta get we gotta give you guys a little bit more. We gotta give you guys a little bit of something, something. So, a little bit of news, a little bit of rumors that are going out there today. Um, you know, everyone knows the deal with Aaron Judge. He met with last yesterday. He met with uh, with San Francisco, and before he met there, the Yankees gave him an offer. 
It's about I think I've heard I've heard the stories at eight years. I've heard nine years, but three I think it's nine years at three thirty seven. So it's uh, I think like the AAV is supposed to be about thirty seven million. It's not where he wants to be yet, but it's kind of along those. It's getting there. Um, he's coming out saying that the meetings he had with the Giants were very productive, very good, and then he met with the Giant with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers gave him a four or five year offer at $214 million, which he turned around and said, thank you, but no thank you right on the spot. So what do you, what is this? What do you guys think of all this? I mean, what do you think? What do you, I mean, it's, it looks like it's going to be a two horse race, to be honest with you. It's going to be the giants. It's going to be the Yankees. As long as the Yankees don't, I've heard the stories that as long as the Yankees don't put it, put the business out in the, in the streets, that he's gonna get, that the Yankees will get the last shot to match or bet or best the offer. So, go go with it, guys. What do you guys think? I'm okay with it. Like it's perfectly fine. He's he's doing what he has to do. Like, was he going to take the first offer the Yankees took, gave him? I, I'm sorry. Like he had two routes. He had the Derek Jeter route, being a Yankee for life and not chasing after the money and t- doing what's best for the team for financially. Or he's doing the um, oh my gosh, what is his name? I forgot his name just now. Seattle. He wants Seattle, guys. Robinson Cano. Thank you, Cano. You could do the Cano route and going after the money. And he didn't go Cano. So I got to give it to him on that. Like, I mean, he's going the Cano route. And I, I gotta give him like I understand why he's doing the going the Cano route. You gotta test the market and see what you gotta get. Because, like, yeah, he's gonna have the money and he's gonna be paid, but he wants to make sure that. Not just this generation or the next generation of his of his lineage is set, but like generations are set. So you gotta do what you gotta do for your family. 100%. No doubt, but you know, but he but I'll say one thing. He's not talking in, in the long run. He's not talking about I'm doing this for my family. I'm I'm not this contract's not for my family. He his big thing is when he talks to everyone, it's I want to win. I want to be competitive. I want to be he wants to he wants he wants the chip, is what he wants. So I think that's where where his head's at. Danny, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's a free agent. He's allowed to do this. This is what happens when you don't lock up your star player immediately when you can. So he's he's flirting with the Giants. He's saying, like, hey, yo, this is what I got. The, the Giants are like, yo, this is what I got. Um, and I hope they don't come to a mutual agreement where – it's like, yeah, you know, this is going to work out. Nah, man, I want that to, like, fall dead in the water. Steph Curry, you know, Steph Curry wants to go pitch to him. Nah, bro, miss that. Like, get out of here. Uh, I, I don't want to see anything with San Francisco. But the thing the thing with the comparison with Jeter and Cano is that Jeter grew up a lifetime Yankee fan. Aaron Judge grew up a lifetime Giant fan. He grew up watching Barry Bonds, Jeff Kent. Um, those dudes, you know, win a lot. Richard Richard Aurelia Richard Aurelia was his dude yeah exactly Richard Aurelia so it's like that's home and I think anybody who has a strong upbringing always they always want to envision themselves in their home team's uniform but when you put on those Yankees pinstripes it's different it this is the most unique franchise the winningest franchise in in history of sports like, sure, the Giants can win 107 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs, but, you know, the Yankees are going to offer a lot more than just, just a couple years of winning here and there. So um, I really hope that 
our offer is competitive. Um, that nine three thirty seven or eight three thirty seven, whatever the case may be, like I I hope he doesn't see that and be like, yo, like what what did I just say? Like I don't want any of this leaked out. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't backfire. I'm not sure who from the Yankees camp leaked that or how true it is, but um, it's out there. And if we know it's out there, that means Aaron Judge knows it's out there. So hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. But uh, I think everybody knows. We all want him back. Plain and simple. No, you're right. But I also think that Hal being involved in, in the deal, in the in the contract negotiations, I think this is this is the first time Hal is going to be is front and center making making deals. Like every every all the other times he's been in the background, he's kind of yes said yes, no, yes, no. You know, money's not there. Don't do it. Money, okay. Well, we can make this move. We can do this. No, this is this is Hal Steinbrenner making a legacy for himself. He's heard, I think for for a while now, he's been hearing that the Yankee fans have been booing him, that they've kind of been turning on him. That they keep saying that, oh, you're not, you're not, you're just, you just want to cash the checks. You don't want to bother making the, you know, being a playoff team is good enough for you. You don't want the chip. And I think that's gotten to him finally. This is he's gonna go. He's got to go in a little bit hard this year. You know, this year, next year, I mean, there's a good amount of money coming off the books. So there's, you know, putting Judge there and giving him the big C on the chest, I think is a big win. I mean, that's going to win over the fans. That's going to give buy him. That's going to buy him some time. That's going to buy Hal a lot of time. That's going to, you know, hopefully push the envelope a little bit. So, I mean, you go, you go right field and you move over to left field right now. You know, Ben Intendi, I keep hearing that he wants six years at a hundred million. That's a tough thing. I mean, I don't think, you know, I I've you know, Yankees aren't aren't in that it's not that's not in their wheelhouse for that. That's too long of a contract for the Yankees to give up and too much money. I don't think the money I don't think the money is big, but I think it's the years. The years is going to kill them with, with for six years for Ben Intendi. I don't know. What uh Danny, what do you think? I mean, I personally don't think that. I think for the jump, I said four or five years at twenty million, but you know, of course he's going to ask for six one hundred, like that's that's a smart play. But I feel like if you for Ben Attendi, he's twenty eight years old. He's still a really good outfielder. Uh, he could still hit. Um, I just I, six one hundred is a lot for me. For me, I don't think. I don't think anybody in the industry is really going to go for that for Andrew Benatendi. Someone may overpay like Colorado or something like that. They're 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 fish sitting in 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 the deep waters for um for free agents. So maybe someone overpays, but uh, six one hundred is, is a huge ask. Maybe it's a starting point, and you you wind up around that four four or five years for twenty mil. You're right. <laughs> I mean. I can't. I I can see him three. I can see the three to five years somewhere in between there. Maybe do three years with a couple of options for four, year four, year five. But I mean, honestly, there. You know, we're gonna have the big conversation at another point where, uh, there's there's a lot. There's guys that Yankees have are really interested in coming up. I mean, you mm-hmm. have, Domin- you have mm-hmm. a Dominguez that's coming. Mm-hmm. Up. You have a Everson exactly Pereira. You have you know you have you have Joe, Spencer Jones. You have even even Elijah Dunham. Like that's four names right there. That's you know, they'll, they'll, and they'll, and they're not far away. They're 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 close. So you want to lock up all these outfield positions to not have to then turn around, and not have somebody available 
younger guys available, possibly better guys available for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, swear that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. I'm going. Give me Benintendi for three years, and we I can figure out a spot for him. But five, six years? Oh man, that's too that's too much. That's that's three. That's really three years too many years for mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You you just stole my thunder on that area because I, I agree. I totally agree on that area. Like, we have too many prospects coming up that we don't need the floodgate that we had in the infield to have that same floodgate in the outfield. We already have John Carlos forever, basically. We're put, if everything works and the lines, everything aligns up perfect. We're gonna have Judge forever, basically. Okay. There's no reason to keep Benintendi forever. Like, okay, two years, three years. I'm okay with that. That's okay. That's that's easy to work around some options. Possibly make sure that there's a trade that they, they, that we still have a trade. That he's probably not saying like I want no trade clause because if he gets a no, no, that's and nah, that ain't gonna happen. That's not gonna fly. But like so that way we could be able to move him around if we need to as an organization. And Mark, on your whole area about like how about having the team have fans booing him and everything like that, it's like how needs to do something now before the comparison to him being uh, not a Steinberg but more like CBS ownership is really really getting close. Like let's be real, like before Steinberg it was CBS and. We've heard from our families. We've seen the record books. It took it, it, took it there. A very good time. Yeah, I took it there. Let's be <laughs> real. Let's be real. Okay. Sooner or later, if, if they have another losing season, they're going to legitimately call Hal Steinbrenner CBS. Well, I mean, during like during the CBS era, like we were terrible. Like when yeah. it in baseball. Oh no, no. So no. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there, but <laughs> but with these with the way the fans were going last season, I could see it happening. Well, we're just frustrated. Like two from two thousand nine to like to now, people have lived lifetimes. One of one, a great Twitter follow, Mario Gomez, he's seen that 09 championship and that's it for him. So it's like for for young kids, like he's twenty one. He's a young kid. Like he's never seen. He didn't see our dynasty. He didn't grow up when we grew up. So for for this generation of young Yankee fans, like they're pissed. They're like, yo, like I want that three out of four. I want I want to see that. I want to witness that. Well, now shoot, they're they're begging for one, so yeah. um, it's or three out of four, four out of five, man, it, it's it's crazy. So, um, how how's gotta he's gotta wake up, he's gotta wake up, wake up before everyone in the bleachers start calling him CBS. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's gonna be me, but I'm gonna say you, there, no. There you guys a, are right that I there how, might be a you, drunk guy. <laughs> you're gonna show you gonna you you might you might you might stumble up there. There's a good chance I'll just stumble up there, but yeah, you know what? It whiskey. comes down to the fact that, like, we're like, yeah, exactly, a little whiskey in there. Don't don't hurt nobody. But I do think that, um, spending, you know, Hal's looking to spend some money, and one of the ways he can spend money, maybe not on U.S. free agents, but there's the international free agents, not just the international market, which is Jan- the January fifteenth, which will have somebody, not, some a, a good thing going on that day, which. We'll, you know, little little spoiler here. We'll be we'll be we'll be recording on that day, so anybody wants to listen live, we'll be talking live that day. But the, during this time frame, there's a lot of the Asian players that are that are being posted, and one of the guys is this pitcher named uh, with the last name of Sanga, and I 
keep hearing that the Yankees are interested in him. He has possibly the best splitter ever. Um, he's also got a slider, a cutter, curveball, and a changeup. And the comp for him is kind of Hiroki Kuroda with a, you know, with more velocity. But the concern for him is just like every other Japanese player is that coming over to the U.S., you're playing more, you know, you're pitching more. Is the velocity is gonna the velocity is gonna vary, and then the command is because they don't have the same baseballs that they do overseas. So, what do you guys think about bolstering the the starting pitching that way by getting a guy which could be a better a better version of what we ever had, which a better version of Tanaka, a better version of the Kuroda we had. Well, Kore Senga, he's he's nasty. His fastball is ninety five to. 95 97 that splitter is a real deal um i think those are really good comps with uh Kuroda and and um oh my god uh, tanaka um the velocity is real i think i think it will still play he his but he's best friends with you darvish and he's been talking to you darvish for some time now about like hey like what do i need to do to prepare to come to the us this isn't just like a a like spur of the moment type of decision for him. This has been three to five years in the making for Senga, and he's been a, one of Japan's premier pitchers. So put him in our rotation. I think we kind of already have a guy like that with, with Montas with the splitter, fastball splitter, slider type of dude. So maybe that's a bit repetitive, um, but you might get the same type of results from a Montas um, from Senga. And we also have the left fielder. I don't know if you want to talk about that yet, Mark, but we have they have a left fielder coming out of Japan that's he's a stud. I prefer him, well, depending on the price. I almost prefer him over a guy like Ben Attendee. I'm uh, you know, uh, talking about him, I'm I flip-flop with him because I've heard I've heard the, I've heard the good and bad. The good is that he is a true contact hitter. He's not going to strike out at all. Yeah. But my my hold up with him is that he's got zero speed and he is a below average left fielder. And in Yankee Stadium, it's basically a second we center fielder. Yeah. So do I want a guy like that? Uh, man. Yoshida's his name, right? I, I Yeah, yeah, Yoshida's his name. Yeah. I'm I per, personally I would wait till next year and Mercado, I think his name is. I'm butchering the name really badly. He plays third base right now. He hit like 58 home runs left. Murakami. Murakami, yes. And he, yeah. oh uh, and, I, and I think he played first yeah. base too. So yeah. you put him at you put him at third base for a year. When Rizzo's contract goes out, you move slide him th- slide him over to first. Oh Boom. God. The dude, the dude is a beast. So yeah. his, he ha- he has his hands really high and is in his in his stance. But you would think it was like high and over the plate. But you would think that inside fastballs would give him trouble. I saw a highlight the other day. It was like a 92 to 95 prowl fastball. I couldn't tell what kilometers and all that. But I think it's around that that range. And he he pulled it. And it was just like electric off the bat. The bat is real with uh, Murakami. He's, he's nasty. So, yeah, I would love to see him. And he's a young kid. He broke... Sadahiro O's single season record this year. 58 is a single season record for 
the Japanese, uh, the PBL, whatever it's called, Pacific Baseball League. Yeah, the PBL, and that record stood for like almost as long as Roger Maris's. Like, the dude is the real deal. And he's, he's what twenty? Is what twenty one, twenty two years old right now? He's, he's a young kid. Yeah, dude, like just you put him, put him in Yankee, put him in Yankee, put him at Yankee Stadium for fifteen years. Oh my gosh. Dude, you you're expect you can you can legitimately think he can hit 15, 50, I'm sorry, five hundred, yeah, total. With that swing and yeah. Yankee Stadium, yeah. I mean, and that and that'll that'll start start that whole revolution of bringing back the lefty bats because I think in total in totality, I think that Cashman and the hierarchy have figured out have seen that. By the way, we we went too right handed. We have it. We went down the wrong path. We went. We went for the best guys available, which were right-handed bats. But now we got to figure out how to get the lefties in there. Having mm-hmm. a Wells, having a Trey Sweeney, having a Spencer Jones, who I'm really—that's the one. That's one of the guys I'm really, really mm-hmm. interested in. I mean, there's a lot. That's a that could change. That could really, really, really flip that lineup, and it could change it in a, on a heartbeat. Because then all of a sudden. You can't. You don't have all those guys going. Oh, okay, we got right any bats. Okay, we swing, pitch them this way. Now we got the lefties. Now it's a now it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, for sure. This team is it, it, it's going to be exciting just with the left-handed bats because they could play. It's not like just mediocre bats. Spencer Jones, first-round pick. Austin Wells, first-round pick. Like those two dudes are legit bat first type of type of guys. Uh, Spencer Jones is athletics. So, shoot, Austin Wells stole like sixteen bases. He stole like sixteen bags in the minors. Oh, he's I think he's thirty for thirty in over oh, his entire career so far. I mean, he's and, he's got speed. He's I just catch. I just I just don't know if he's going to stick a catcher. I mean, the pop time the the pop times are, aren't aren't great, and the arm strength is not there at all. Yeah, and and you know now we're talking about bigger bases. The emphasis on stealing bases are going to be there and starting going forward. I mean. You know well, what I'm saying? It's a, it's a tough thing. Like if you can't if you can't get the ball down, I mean, what is he going to be? Is he's going to be a light hitting Mike Piazza? Well, you don't want to light hitting Mike Piazza. That's that sounds yeah. like a quadruple A type of player, honestly. You know, so uh, hopefully he can get improved. Probably I mean, Mike Piazza. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just go with Mike Piazza. <laughs> like, no, 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 what I'm, no, what I'm saying is like not that not like the power. Like Mike Piazza yeah, yeah. offensively was. Like top of top of the top, yeah. And defensively, he was the one of the lower of the lows. What I'm saying is like he might like Austin Wells might not be the top power that Piazza had, but he might be not not as low as the as the bottom, but he might be kind of at the at the at the floor where Piazza was defensively. I I could see that. I could see that. But you know they like Pedroton, and uh, that that's that's a good thing. That's step one. You know, so we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm excited about the Japanese dudes coming over overall, just as a class over the next two years. Senga, um, uh, Yoshida, and Murakami. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. I think I think Murakami's coming not this year. I think he because especially because he's Murakami. Is, I think Yoshida and and uh, Senga they they are they they don't have the um they're not. The international, they're not, they're not bound by the international draft uh, signing period. Murakami is, so 
I don't. I think because he understands that ever a lot of the a lot of the big names and a lot of people are kind of already the money is all already um, spoken for. Like next year, you can kind of really play around, and I think he's got a better chance with, you know, oh the Dodgers aren't you know Yankees, Dodgers, Seattle because Seattle's always big get, gets gets a lot of those guys as well. Anaheim now. Yeah, Anaheim. Yeah, but oh, Anaheim. You never know because I mean, Otani is Otani's a free agent after this year, so. Ooh. Yeah, Otani's not going to stay in and stay there. He's leaving. He's gonna he's gonna test the free agent market next year. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's not going to stay there anymore. He's gonna like the possibility of him going wherever he wants. That it's going to be a a marketable team, and that he knows that's going to have a a crowd from home going at it, going crazy. That's going to have the Japanese crowd going. It could be that wherever one of these men, wherever they sign to go as well. We know, we don't know, man. Do you, I, I would think that Otani stays on the West coast. If he ever does become a free agent, like Seattle, going... Seattle, Seattle right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Seattle Dodgers. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Go somewhere else. I want to see them like in the Midwest. <laughs> Let's see, I comes have someone in the Midwest. I forget yeah, his name. Um, ah, I can't remember his Suzuki. name right now. But yes, yes, yeah. Mm. See, yeah, Suzuki. No, yeah, no, mm. Cubs got someone. But yes, yeah, the Cubs. There's other teams in the Midwest. <laughs> Go to St. Louis, bro. That'd be cool. For real, like I'm, 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 I'm I get it. I, I get the whole like th- that they're closer, but it's like it's either there or New York, and I'm like, you know what? I, I mean, I, as much as I know we're in the run, I kind of wouldn't mind it if it is. Like, let, yeah, let, let it's, a small market. It's, it's, all, it's all about it's all about spending the money. And, I know. You know it's but, all about the Benjamin. The cent, cent, central teams aren't spending that money, so it doesn't matter. No, nope. no, Dave, I'm not gonna imagine them having him and J Rod. No, no, I don't want <laughs> oh, to imagine man. that. Hey, no. you know that 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 would be a scary thought for the rest of the baseball. For the rest of baseball. Otani and Seattle. Two, two, and, a, two and a three right there. Ooh. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. J-Rod is, you know, he's he's just, I don't want to say He's this. legit. He's legit. He's a legit dude. He's a star, right? But he's not Mike Trout, obviously. But I, I think they have a better chance in Seattle with a J-Rod and Otani and pretty much whoever else. There's a, there's a lot of studs that came up this year. There's, there's a lot yeah. of studs that came up. Between yeah. you know, especially American League, you had you had J Rod, you had Bobby Wood Jr., you had Adley Rushman. I mean, those mm-hmm. are studs. Those kids are studs that came up. Even the Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, first off, he wasn't he wasn't even thought of that much, and then he became a stud during the year. Yeah. And let's not forget Stephen Kwan. Like he yeah. for what he does, he's elite. He's not oh, gonna hit right. you a bunch of homers. He's gonna get on base, he's gonna steal bags, he's gonna hit for a high average. Imagine a Stephen Kwan in left field for us, batting leadoff. Like, everybody here will kill for that. Every Yankee fan will kill for Stephen Kwan in left field. Because that's, that's what every Yankee fan wants. They want a guy like Stephen Kwan. They, they love those contact hitters at the top of the lineup that could get on base and wreck havoc. And next year, next year Cleveland is going to be really good. Just because of what they could do athletically. Uh, but that's, that's, for, that's a different conversation for a different day. But just uh, we got to watch out. We got to get more athletic. We have well, spe- to. Well, 
Well, speaking of that, I mean, I've heard there's a rumor going. There's there's talks going around that the Yankees in Arizona have been having conversations for a lot of the. Arizona has a lot of left-handed outfielders, left-handed batting outfielders, and one of the guys of our show, he's he can play outfield and and he's a catcher too. So I mean, for me personally, we're going to talk about catchers a little bit later on in the program, but that get you know we can put someone like that there. I mean, that means that Higgy can go fly a kite somewhere else. <laughs> I'm down to segue to that right now if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Higgy. Well. <laughs> Varsho, he's he's athletic, very athletic, left-handed bat um, in Arizona, and he had a pretty decent year for them. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he he was a guy that I was like, oh, that, that I looked at, I was like, oh, you know, athletic, hits from the left side, uh, could play multiple positions that I found to be interesting. I mean, Arizona doesn't have much talent. They play hard under Tori Lovello, but um, Varsho, look him up, look him up. He, he'll be a very interesting addition to this team. If we ever get him. No, oh, you're right about that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of ifs in that question, but yeah. Yeah, a bunch of ifs. We still got a lot of pitching depth in our system, too. Josh Bro. Well, Siegler, it, well, Josh Bro and Siegler are both Rule 5 eligible. I don't foresee either of them getting picked up. Maybe Josh Bro has a little bit more chance getting picked up in a Rule 5 draft, but Anthony Siegler's Probably going to be a minor league free agent. I, oh, that that'll be know. after next year. If you don't oh, get picked up in the year? Rule Five draft, then you, then next, then the following year, you kind of you get picked up. Then you're you become a free agent. Yeah, so. this is a huge year for Siegler. He he really has to knock on the door. Like he knocked on the door of Double A this year, I believe. Right? Well, he only got up to High A. Not up to High A, but but I mean he but he kind of got held back because you had Wells in in Double A. You had. Bro, and you had um, uh, who's uh, shoot? I forget his name right now. The one, the the the, the catcher that we just got from Minnesota, Ben Rovin. Rovin, yeah. They were both those guys were in AAA. So I mean, there was there was a there was a log jam. He no matter what happened, I mean, um, Siegler was doing really well, and he but he just couldn't couldn't put they couldn't push him up because there was no move no movement there. He couldn't go anywhere. That meant yeah. that. A guy like Antonio Gomez couldn't move up. That means like yeah. a uh, Augustin Ramirez couldn't move up. There, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, the trickle down effect. So yeah. those type of things happen. But, um, you know, here's I, I want to talk about the Blue Jays for a second. You know, talking about news and rumors and things like that. Um, what the birds do? Well, let, let's so, well before we before we go go deep diving into them. I keep hearing hearing these these rumors that you know about one year six to eight million dollars Cody Bellinger is gonna gonna run with with the with with the Blue Jays, kind of his uh make or break kind of year type of thing. What do you guys think of of him going over to the Blue Jays for one year? Mm, more strikeouts. Whatever. Yeah, he's lost right. completely. Lost, and it sucks. Former MVP. Look at the year, two-time Silver Slug, all-star, and he's being non-tender. If you want to know how hard baseball is, look at Bellinger. This game will humble you, and he's been humbled, and we got to see how he produces. Maybe getting out of L.A., which is crazy because L.A., whatever they touch, turns into gold. So it has to be a mental thing for him where 
he's just under so much pressure and scrutiny. Like with him in that uniform, no matter what it, it just wasn't going to be enough. So getting him in the in the AL East is not going to do him any good. He should go to like the NL Central team and have zero pressure and be cheered for everything that he does, and and, and that's what he needs, I think. <sighs> Well, I keep well, I keep hearing that he wants to go to a contender. That's why he wants to go some some team that's going to make the playoffs, going to contend. Like, because other than that, I mean, the Marlins. So, I've heard, Mar- so, I've heard so the Marlins really, are down for him. You know what really, I mean? Like, really, the Marlins really, are. Really, Mark, 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 Mark. Really, we think the Blue Jays are contenders. No, they're not. Like we thought they were going to be. They, con- everyone thought they were going to be contenders this year. They weren't contenders. Like no, they, you're right, you're they, right. they were just they're, they're two years in a row choke artists. That's what they are right now. Like Yo, I'm they, sorry. They, Yo, oh, Dave jumped. Jay, Dave jumped in on there. He goes, bro, let him go to the Blue Jays. He get a two a two two ten batting average, hundred fifty Ks, twenty nine percent strikeout last year. He goes, no thanks. He's Joey Gallo two point oh, and he's you're, you're kind of right about you're you're, he's, you know, not you're wrong. he's right he's right about that too. But you know, I can I can see him going to getting into a different situation. I mean, if he wants to, you know, I mean, Bellinger. The thing with Bellinger is this: he's got a World Series championship. He's cool. got an MVP under his belt. Nice for him. You know, you know, he's done. He's done. He's done those things. I think that he can write his ticket to a to a team that that could could contend. And we're saying that you know, we're talking about the Blue Jays. They were the number two team in the AL East. It wasn't like they were they were number three, number four, and they kind of backed themselves into the playoffs. They got themselves in. But I think that the Blue Jays still have a lot of things going on and. You know, Yankees live in, in all their heads, especially after a lot of things that were been said. You know, you have Vladdy Jr. turn around and said he'd never signed for the Yankees. And then you got Alec Manoa thinking that Garrett Cole is the biggest cheater in the world. So I'm, I'm going to stay AL East. Like, if he, a team that I think would probably be okay for him to go to, would probably be the Orioles. I could see that actually working out better for something that's up and coming. That, that could possibly be a contender in a few years. He If he wants to go for a one-year, that might be the place to go to for one year. See if he likes the atmosphere there. See what's coming up there. Don't Not going over to Toronto because Toronto is not going to be the place because, like you said, we're ghosts in their head. They they dream of Yankees. Okay? <laughs> they, they go to night. They go to sleep like, oh, my gosh, it's the Yankees. But the Orioles, that's a team that's coming up. We all agree that they're coming up in, in, in the AL East. So if he yeah, wants but if he wants a one year, if he wants a one year deal, he's not going to the Orioles. He's not going to the Red Sox for a one year deal. But he's he's, he's, he's not going to win in one year. I'm sorry, no matter he's not going to win if he goes to Toronto. So if realistically, the one year deal should be that he's trying to figure out if he likes the atmosphere, likes the environment. That's what it should be more about for him. Or he can turn, or he can turn around and say he's going to go one year and then rebuild his value to get a multi year deal the following year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, you know, like like Jolie Gallo did. He he rebuilt himself really well. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Yeah, but Rizzo, but Rizzo did. So I mean you Rizzo. got you the brute, but Rizzo's Rizzo, we all knew it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, even on the Cubs' worst years, you knew the their star was Anthony Rizzo. Like no one else was. Yeah. Well, to get back to what Alec Manoa said and, and Vladdy, we lit we live so rent free in their heads. Like they're never gonna beat us. I have like I'm fully confident that the Blue Jays are gonna suck and they're gonna choke 
forever because of what Vladdy's saying, because of what Manoa's saying. That Garrett, as long that, as they have those certain people that they're yeah, they're, they're going to be continuing. Vladdy yeah. Guerrero Jr. is going to continuously be like, oh no, it's the Yankees. He's going to do good in one game in the series, and then he's going to turn into the ghost of Christmas past. Yep. I mean, sh- shoot. Like, I mean, Vladdy always kills us. He always manages ways to, to, to kill us. But, like, I, I just feel like we're, we're, we're in their heads so much. And for the players to talk publicly like that, like, for, for Alec Manoa to think about all the cheaters in, in baseball history, like, we could go down the list. You lose Joe Jackson. I mean, Pete Rose betting on baseball. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire. There's a whole bunch of people that cheated baseball. And then for him to say Gary Cole because he's spider sack, bro, kick rocks, kick rocks. Like, I, I like Alec Manoa. I, I, well, I used to before that comment because I thought he was a competitor. I thought he, you know, he talks his stuff on the mound. And for the most part, he backs it up. But, bro, you're soft. You're soft. You're soft. Like, there's no even and, if ands or buts about it. And he's 6'5, 240. Dude is humongous. But beyond all that, inside, it's just. You know, what's the softest thing you can think about? Baby poop. There we go. Alpanoa, baby poop. Equal, in my mind. Ew. Yeah. Ew. That's how I feel. You nasty. Bring that <laughs> I think you got a new shirt coming out for that one. For real? Ew. <laughs> you nasty. Bring it out. Baby Dave, you're poop. listening, man. Just think about that right there. Start, getting, start putting, start putting together for the, for the shoot. Content. Merchandising right there. I'm throwing up just thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm All right. Before we thoughts. before we head on to our next topic, I I I kind of had this thought here. I want I want your opinions on this. You don't want it. Because I keep. <laughs> well, of course I do. Well, because I keep because we keep hearing things that Hal Steinberg saying that if you know, that's uh, an open competition for shortstop. That he 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 fully expects that uh, Volpe and. Emperors are going to be in the in the starting lineup or in the middle infield this year. So, mm-hmm. what do you think, guys? Think of this: if we can move two of the three guys, uh, Josh Donaldson, Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks. What do you guys think of having the middle infield of Peraza and Peraza short, Volpe at second, and then signing Correa for third base? Do it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Trade DJ. I don't if if that if get Carrera in third, trade DJ. I don't care. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Man. Wayne on Danny. It's weighing on Danny right now. It is. Um, it's weighing on Danny because he has to get rid of Glaber Torres. Just no, no, no. Like I and it does, I'll say this time and time again. It doesn't make sense to trade a guy with no value. He has value time to get rid of him. Anyway. I'll move on from that. <laughs> Correa, I'm not sure about his back. And that's what scares me most about Carlos Correa. I'm not sure about his ability to stay on the field. Maybe playing third base will give him some, you know, a way to get stay on the field a little bit more. But we saw with Rizzo this year. I don't want two dudes in our lineup with back issues, like chronic back issues. So that's that's my little that's my deviation to Korea, but on the plus side, the the guys from that Twins clubhouse they love him, they want him back. So you know even though it was on a one year deal, and the fact that those dudes want him back, it shows that he made some sort of impact in there. 
Exactly. Like he he wasn't a complete. He wasn't a complete albatross. He wasn't nothing. He wasn't yeah. a complete cheater. He wasn't. Yeah. He he's not the cheater that everyone beforehand thought him to be. It's yeah. like he came. He he showed him like he showed that the numbers were, I believe, a little bit down, but not that much down compared to what it was. We could also put it down for his back problems and everything like that. So it's not like oh my gosh. So yeah, it just. Yeah, it but don't forget, it it, but his best his best year period was 2017. So yeah, yeah, we got that. I mean, for him, it won't be a long term contract. That's for sure. It, he's, it looking probably, for, he's looking for long term. I mean, he's got he's, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get it. As he's got Scotty Borson. He and he's twenty and he's twenty eight years old. He he can get a long term deal. Okay, I, I'll so, tell you what. I, I'm I prefer to pay him twenty five million dollars over Josh Donaldson. He's going to give you just a, as good defense at third. And he's gonna hit ten more homers, so twenty five, and he'll hit two sixty, and I'll be okay with that. And he has a clutch gene, like he's a clutch dude. But I mean, when he when he was in Houston, he 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 had no problem playing in Yankee Stadium. No, he had no problem playing against the Yankees at all. So put him on the other side of the uniform, put a Prince Charles on him. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. Josh Donaldson, though, whenever he played against the Yankees, he looked like a bum. Like, no matter what. Like, so. The only thing I'll give Donaldson is, is his glove. It was, he was great. But that's all we're ever going to give him. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, that's nice. But we could go to the Marlins and get someone for a glove. <laughs> like, yeah. we, but we need, what we need are contact slash power hitters. That's all we need. Well, we need better offense, period. And Donaldson hitting 225 with the 97 OPS plus is not going to cut it. it it's just a, not. That was a lucky 225. It looked more like a 190. Man. Well, the amount of fastballs he took down the middle, forget about it, man. Come on. Sheesh. It, it, was, hard to, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. I mean, if I was Aaron Boone, I would have been just telling him, bunt, 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 do something. Yeah, something. Sheesh. Well, they still believe in the bat, which is scary to me. Like from all the comments that we that hearing, also, like, but that oh. also might be that also might be the, them building him back up to for trade bait. For trade bait, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that's what it is, because if they really truly believe what they're saying, then I may have to question what they're looking at. Like realistically, they're going across the street of Yankee Stadium to the bar, you know, and not the good bar, the crackhead bar. That's where they're going. Yeah, to. no, they're not going to Billy's. They're, going they're not going to Billy's. The- no, no, they're, they're going to that one that's like down the that app, that dark alley, yeah. you know, and then there's like that 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 light bulb that oh, just keeps on. I, oh, I've been, I've been, I've been there. I've been to that one before. It's good times. It's good times. <laughs> they're, they're uh, we don't need to know what you used to do in your secret life. <laughs> they're going. They're going to the bar. You come, you come up, you come up, you Alex, you and I go to a game together, man. We'll, I'll take you to places, man. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Hey, man, I'll bring my camera. Okay, hopefully, I'll be some nice, good, fine art eventually. <laughs> put, put one of my photos over in the Met. Then be like, where'd you take it at? Oh, I took it across the street from Yankee Stadium. I was really pissed drunk. <laughs> That's the only way to be, man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so. Now we're switching gears here for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you know we're talking about a couple state of the unions here. Let's talk about state of the union of our catch of the catching core. Um, obviously we have a platinum glow global winner in Jose Trevino. I think that the, him being I think this is, this was his first year of like of majority of catching. So he obviously he wore down 
as the year went on. But I think um, with with a better you know better off season for him and more more lifting or more stretching that he can kind of build it, build his body up to at 29 years old, mind you, he can build the body up to be a everyday catcher. So my question comes down to is where, what do we think the backup backup catcher is right now? Cause I have, I swear to God, I have zero faith in Higgy. <laughs> Going forward, I, I'm, 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 I'm not. I, didn't even, know I, that, Mark. I thought you I, loved the guy. I know it's weird. It's like it's you know my hickey. Hickey to me is like is is Chad Green to you, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've seen. I'm, I'm. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like you see it, the eye test, right? We're talking eye test here. We're not talking analytics. We're talking eye test. It's a it's a for me it's a wrap, man. I've seen them. Everyone, you know, this past year, everyone turned around during spring training. Going, Oh, Higgy, that's my catcher. That's my catcher. Seven home runs, this, that, and the other. And they, everyone fails to realize, yo, dude gets hot for two weeks, maybe three weeks, and then it falls apart on him like nothing else. He can't jump out of a boat and hit water. That's how bad he gets. So is this the time that you move on from Higgy? Bring up, bring up Ben Rover. Look at Josh Bro if he doesn't get picked up in the Rule 5 draft. Move Austin Wells up and then start moving, thinking about Austin Wells as your catcher, seeing what he can provide. Do we move up a go, you know, do we start moving up guys like Gomez, um, Augustin Ramirez, think people like that, you know, Anthony Sieglers. Do what 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 do you guys think? What are you your thoughts? Because I'm I think that they're going forward, they're not going to have the it's not going to be the you know, eighty percent of the of the time it's gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be eighty percent of of uh, Trevino, it's going to be more like six, it's going to be 60 40. Like he, 60, Trevino might get 60% of the time, and then someone else gets 40. And then in like a couple of years, it's going to flip where Trevino gets 40% to 20%, and the next guy gets the majority of the share. What do you think about that, Danny? Well, I think, I think the Yankees still really love Kahi Gashioka. I think. He well, he's a highest. He's he's a most tenured Yankee player. Like he's been around since 08. That's when he was drafted by us. So this guy's been around forever, and he's been in the system forever. He's produced at the big league level at varying degrees. Like you're not expecting him to hit a high for a high average, but you do want the slug to be better. This year wasn't all that. He had 10 homers, just like he did the other uh, uh, the year prior. And that's what you're going to expect from Kyle Shayoka. Like, there's going to be some pass balls. There's going to be, you know, some guys. He's going to throw out some runners. Um, but he's a backup catcher. He's not a very good one. But he's good enough to stay in the big leagues. Uh, but I think it's time to take a look at Rortvet. We got to see what Josh Bro could do um, in spring training and there needs to be some competition for that backup spot. Trevino does need to obviously is Trevino's a starting catch for the New York Yankees. Period. Bottom line, you know, underline it, bold it, whatever it is. That's that's Jose Trevino's our guy. But with that comes, we need better off offensive production from from Trevi. Like from August on, he was like he was non-existent. Essentially, he was 
an essential out every time it came onto the block, came onto the plate. So Seve needs to uh, Seve. Trevin needs to to do a better job offensively. Um, but we're not asking for much from the catcher's position. Give us great defense like you did this year, and do enough with the bat. Um, but unfortunately, you know he he didn't do it towards the end of this year. So, but the backup position you you want to see. You want to see a bro, Rort Vet, Higashioka going to spring training, duking it out for that backup spot, and and see what happens. No, I totally, totally agree with you on that one, Danny. Like, th- those are very good options. But an option I wouldn't mind even, like, if we made a deal with Oakland and got Sean Murphy, I wouldn't mind that because – the man could hit. The man could do his job. The man knows is very good doing his job. So like him working with him and Trevino working one two one two one two, that could work out. And we won't have what we had going on this year. That oh, it's a Higgy day. We know what's gonna happen. It's either gonna be that one very rare home run that when we don't need it, <clears throat> let's be real, or a strikeout. Like, I don't want that where we could go for Sean Murphy that he was last season going 250, 332, and a 426. <laughs> like, come on. That's yeah, nice. I, li- I like your idea, but here's the thing with Sean Murphy. He is offensively head and shoulders above Trevino, and he's also a gold glove. He's And Sean Murphy's also a gold glover. So I mean, we're you're not losing anything you're, defensively. You're you're well, looking you're at semantics. You're, you're but you're also okay. So it's semantics. So he's not the number one anymore because Trevino. Like I don't care who starts off. Like at the end of the day, it, even in the playoffs, it's a one two one two one two. That's what was going on. So it it doesn't matter. They're all both going to play. We're going to be perfectly fine. And yeah, we're going to do better on Sean Murphy days than we'll be doing on Trevino days. I agree. But like it's it's semantics. It's it's no matter what we're improving over Higgy. <laughs> You're muted. Facts. <laughs> I, I do like Sean Murphy a lot too. Um, but th- this season offensively from the catchers, you know, 20 homers, 70 RBIs. Um, obviously the play on gold gloves. So I give the tandem an A just because mm-hmm. of what Trevino did. Correct. Um, 100%. And, you know, if it, if it was just Higgy, probably just a, a C, C minus. Oh my gosh. You know, and, is that high? You, you give him a D. I know Mark is him enough. I don't even know, gotta ask Mark. So, <laughs> but I probably I'm way closer to a D on that one. Yeah, it's like maybe a D plus. Just just to be uh, just to give him happiness. Like, but Trevino was Tre- Trevino was like legitimately holding it down that that spot for being in the catcher spot. Like I was less concerned on a Trevino day than I was on a Higgy day. Yeah. Yeah, pitching wise too. Like mm-hmm. Hickey made a lot of Everything. questionable Everything. calls. Like I still remember the the three two changeup that Albert Abreu threw to. I forgot who it was. It was in Seattle. Oh, uh, Carlos Santana. The dude was behind on fastballs all day. They wanted to throw a three three two changeup. Like, what are you doing here, bro? He, and he left it up. It was that was just a terrible, terrible. And and the de- listen and the defensive side of it all. I mean, he was giving up a lot of catcher's interference. A lot of mm-hmm. pass balls. Like he was not. His head wasn't. The minute he lost the proverbial starting job, his head was. He was. He was a lost player this year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I want to take a side note. I mean, we were, we were talking about catchers. I mean, 
it's, it just seems like everyone's talking about kind of, I think, I think we can all agree that Higgy needs to be kicked to the curb and at least let, let some of the other guys come up. Ben Rovit, um, bro, later on the year, maybe, maybe let, uh, Austin Wells get a cup of coffee. But Anthony, Anthony Manzano, uh, asked a question before, okay. which is he's a Yankees, a Marlins fan. And he goes, what, who would you guys give up for Pablo Lopez? And I responded back to him. I said, I'd give up Glaber and Debbie Garcia for Pablo Lopez. So he said, that's a little too deep for a top of top of rotation pitcher. And my response to him is also Lopez fell apart during the second half of the season. He can't be top of the rotation type of guy, especially on the Marlins. Your top of the rotation guys are obviously Sandy Alcantara. And, um, oh, I forget the guy. Oh, oh now I forget the guy's name. Cause I was Trevor Rogers. No, not Trevor Rogers. The, uh, Cabrera, Ed, uh, Cabrera. Oh yes. And, and Sixto Sanchez. When well, Sixto, Sixto's been Sixto's kind of like the Debbie for us. I mean, he's injured and he's yeah. you know, kind of yeah. kind of a enigma right now. Yeah, but he's got great stuff. That guy. Oh, great stuff. Doubt. Oh, you you put oh you Marlins could do turn around if they put a top four together of of um, Sandy Sixto Cabrera and then you put Yuri Perez up there. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, talk Very about good. lights out. Yo, yeah. that's lights out right there. Very I'm hundred percent lights out. Very Anthony, good. but Anthony, seriously, um, yo, you, you, I know you guys want Glaber. Glaber's been been kind of big talks for the Marlins. Um, they want a lot. They the Marlins, I've heard they want Glaber plus one of the top three Yankee prospects and for no. Pablo Lopez, and it's that's just not going to happen. They Pablo Lopez hasn't proven himself to be that guy to, to deserve it. So, as, as Danny says, kick rocks. <laughs> yep, Brandon Woodruff though. Yes, one hundred percent. Not even well, maybe not prospect top five or ten, but Brandon Woodruff in this rotation with the information that we have. Yes, hundred percent. He's a stud. He's got great stuff. Hey guys, going back to the catcher thing. Here's a name. How about if they they Yankees even try to pursue for Tyler Stevenson over from the Reds? He got hurt last year. But as the number two for Higgy, I mean, not for Higgy, for um, for, for Trevino. yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if Cincinnati would even try to give him up just because. Why not? He's, they he's have a young nothing. Catcher. They got nothing. Yeah, but, yeah, but they'll, look, they'll look. They'll look for stuff. That's why they'll look for yeah. a Wells. They'll look for a Sweeney. They'll look for a Spencer Jones. They're they're not going to go giving him up yeah. for for nothing and for nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and, I'm not saying they're going to give him up for nothing, but like. Especially midseason, where it, we're at trade deadline, and their fan base and everybody knows in the world that they're not in in anything. Like, if they're selling everything away, like they did this year, in a way, they they sold to Philly. <laughs> I I think Cincinnati's probably the NL Central is a winnable division every year, right? Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's not a, Milwaukee or St. Louis will will likely win, mm-hmm. right? But if Cincinnati has a really good first half, like shoot, they they may go for it. If uh, Pittsburgh thinks they're going to be winning soon, that's why they don't want to get rid of Brian Reynolds. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Cincinnati is in the same thought process where it's like, why give away a, a controllable asset that's going to help us win not only this year but for the next three to four years? 
Can we swing, swing back to the Brandon Reynolds for a second? Because I've heard the rumor that Pittsburgh really, really likes Cabrera. So think of Cabrera plus somebody for a Brandon Reynolds. What do you think of that? To put him in left? Left field. With Bader. I think Brian Reynolds would do better in left than he did in center in Pittsburgh. Because, well, it's probably going to be the same. Because uh, center field in Pittsburgh is huge, and he kind of graded out a little bit below average analytically, uh, defensively, um, in center field for Pittsburgh. So I think he'd probably be about average in left field for, for, for the Yankees. Um, Cabrera's a hefty price. Cabrera's a big leaguer now, though. So he is, his, but he's super. He, but he's point? a utility. But he's a utility guy. He's not not an everyday guy. I know. <sighs> That's a tough one for me. I'll, I'll, I have to think about. I'll, I don't. I don't think I'm okay on that one right now because I want to see what happens with Cabrera. I, I mean, <sighs> the guy is young. I want to see at least one year, one full year under his belt to see what happens before I could even s- decide anything about giving away that, that poker chip. And they, still Davis, have Davis, around said, Davis, Davis doesn't like this, that idea, by the way. Oh, well, good job, Dave. We're all in agreement. <laughs> I, and plus, we got six years of control of Cabrera. If we trade him from Brian Reynolds, it'll only be for two. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Nope. I don't like that. Nope. Like I, I want to like, see. Let's keep that poker yeah. piece for a while, and like maybe in the three, four year mark, if if, if we're seeing that the Cabrera experiment is not going the way it's supposed to go, then you know what? Then we could go into that. Like we could go into the area like, well, he still has value. We could trade him away then and see what we get back then. But, but at this point in the light, in this stage, I cannot even imagine that. To play devil's advocate, though, we said the same thing about Miguel. Andrew Har and Clint Frazier, and we just essentially gave Pittsburgh uh, Miggy for free. We gave the Cubs uh, Jackson Frazier now is his name for but free. So the team maybe capitalizing on what ready. he did now to get us a star would help potentially you, to play devil's advocate here. I, I see your devil's advocate, but you also got to see the organization is doing a lot better than they were doing with the, that mistake that. They're trying to alleviate uh, floodgates. They're trying to alleviate blockages to make sure that way they can have a more fluid team up there in the top right now. So it's like I I, I see that the top brass is doing a, a change a little bit. So like I can't say yes or no right now. I don't like being devil's advocate. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one. I don't think I will pull it, but. Brian Reynolds batting lead off, playing left field. I mean, you're 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 over here saying sounds, that he's going to play lead off, but you know what? Like, let's be real. We were saying about everybody else in the world that we thought we were going to play lead off this past season. They didn't do it. Yeah. We don't know who they're going to put. We don't know nothing. As long as, long as, they, know, as long as they don't yeah. put Judge back in the leadoff spot, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harrison Bader's our leadoff hitter right now. I love Harrison, but uh, he's not a leadoff hitter. No. No. We've all been saying that we want a Benintendi up there. They didn't want to put Benintendi up there. Let's be real. <laughs> Anthony, favorite type of pie for Thanksgiving? Alex, go. Mm. Thanksgiving. All right. 
I will say Dutch apple pie. Danny. Ooh. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pecan is very close. Good, but it's, uh... No, pecan is disgusting. Pumpkin pie wins out all. I love pecan. I love pecan. No, my wife, my I, wife is I'm making a pecan. Pie. Nut. My my wife is making pecan bars right now. For pump for Sounds tomorrow. Great. Dave Dave is down with pumpkin. Send them to all right, I'll let you know. Yo, I'd Dave is down for pumpkin pie have as a well. Peach cobbler than a than 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 a pecan pie. Ugh. Uh, no, a peach cobbler sounds disgusting. Oh, peach no, cobblers are awesome. They are delicious. I had one in Georgia. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> I'm not a peach guy. Apple though, I'll do that. Apple pie is always good. Anthony, who asked the question, he turns around and goes, "Banana cream pie for him." Okay. And Dave says his uncle makes a slamming Oreo cheesecake. That sounds great too. Get, get, you know, yeah, let's get that down here too, Dave. Come on, man. Well, up here rather. <laughs> well, when you move back down to Florida, Danny, you can you can turn around. You can get yourself your 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 Oreo your Oreo exactly. cheesecake. Or you can I love the cheesecakes. I, I miss New York for the cheesecakes. I used to get a a white fudge raspberry cheesecake at a. Oh, it was one oh, of the, one of the Italian joints that. That was down in Little Italy. I used to get it all the time. It was the best thing I've ever had. Did you order from Juniors? No, not no. It wasn't Juniors. Juniors have cheesecake. Which one? On the Lower East Side. Woo! Uh Sweet Jesus. Veneros on the Lower East Side. Mmm. Very good. Now we're just getting. I'm I'm getting way just talking about food. All right, Dan. Danny, now we're just going down memory lane. We can't go down memory lane now. Now we're gonna have to end the show now. Now we're talking about food though. Let's see for now. We're going, now What's we're going to the one? Hungry. I'm going to give you all four four foods for um, Thanksgiving. Which one's the one that has to go? You got stuffing. You got turkey. You got um, got mac and cheese, and then you got uh, mashed potatoes. Which is going? Mashed potatoes, but it depends. Is the mac and cheese homemade? Yes. Well, mashed potatoes. Everything, everything's everything's homemade. Mashed potatoes out the door. Yeah, uh, mashed potatoes. It's kind of like F. Mary Kill. Um, no, no, no. We're like the I'm sorry. I'll take a mashed I'm potatoes. That I'll ta- I'm sorry. I'm taking that mashed potatoes. I'm taking that mac and cheese, and I'm taking that turkey. That stuffing could go stuff some bricks. Okay. Well. Okay. Here's well. Here's, well, here's the here's the question. This, this is the most important part of that. Is it stuffing? Is it the stuffing inside the turkey? The wet stuffing or the dry stuffing? Dry stuffing. Oh. oh. Okay, that's a different ballgame. Oh, because my thing is, I was thinking the wet stuff. Wet stuff. I, 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 I'm sorry, I've never had wet stuff. If it's always been dry stuff, that's the, that, that's the most disgusting thing out there. Okay. You got to get wet stuff. Yeah. Tell no, you have to stuff the turkey. Yeah, you got to stuff. Take the you take the to. stuff and stuff stuff that turkey, man. It's the best thing in the world. It really is. No, Alex, it'll change your life. It'll change your whole opinion on that. Yeah, I'm good, man. It's <laughs> stuffing. I'm that that that. No, that's trust me. Disgusting. Okay. Nope. 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 No, bro. Get some apples, some celery. Yo, bro, you can't. Yo, my wife puts, my, why are my you wife putting sausage? Why are you making this healthy? It's supposed to be this. Yo, Dave, Dave is over there going, stovetop stuffing is what's up. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. You Sorry, I was frozen trash, there for a minute. I, 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 need, I need a reboot after hearing that one. <laughs> Bro, you're uh, crazy, Dave. Like, what are you going over there? You're going like to your local grocery store, but like, ah, you know, I'm gonna order my meal from here. I'll come. I'll, I'll be here here the next day, pick it up. You know what you doing? You're going to Boston <laughs> Market. He's going to Boston Market to go get his whole meal. 
the, he's in the line of Boston Market the day of Thanksgiving, six o'clock in the morning. My turkey's in there. Get out of here, Boston Market. He says, <laughs> like ill. Boston Market. <laughs> uh, Boston Market is like the Boston Red Sox. They both suck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to eat, man. Not, not much of hunger. I wasn't hungry before. Now we got us going. Yo, Dave, Dave's gonna have a midnight snack right now. He's just gonna, he's gonna have a feast. Midnight snack. I'm, I'm waiting for us to get off so that way I keep my dinner. I got home right before <laughs> the show started. I'm ready to eat some dinner right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, week, Dave times. will be defending his position on this. Next week, no one's going to care about it. They're going to be fat and 10 pounds fat, fatter. Get out of here with that junk. No, everyone's going to be itis at that point. For real. <laughs> like, talk about your Christmas lights, Dave. That's what you got to talk about next week. Yeah, like, Christmas. Yeah. No, everyone's got, I, yo, my neighborhood, everyone's got Christmas lights up right now. It's too early. Oh, you got to wait at least until December 1. You wait. No, they, after they, they should be. Yes, that's what I say. My, but I people were putting them up the day after Halloween. That's how crazy. Well, it was see oh now, gosh. I would do it the day after Halloween if I lived in the north because I don't. I know the closer we're getting to December, the colder it's going to be. I'll be honest. But I'm in Florida. I ain't. There's. It's not hot enough. It's. It's never going to be cold enough for it to be down here to be doing it at. No. You got a point. I was in New York. Like let's say I was in like. Buffalo, New York, where they just had a blizzard. Oh, yeah, I would, I would have definitely had my Christmas lights up, and maybe in by my birthday in August. Ten thousand feet of snow in Buffalo. <laughs> it seemed like, Get out and that's here. and that's why Buffalo is the way it is. Yeah. Oh. No thanks. Wah, wah, wah. All right, I think, I think that does it. Yeah, I gotta say, I think. All right, boys. So, tonight. yeah, that does it. That does it for tonight. So, I. On behalf of everybody, we want to say thank you again for the one-year anniversary podcast. Here, we want to thank everyone. Mm-hmm. The day one, our we day forget, ones I for being with forgot, us. I think we forgot. I think we forgot one person. I think we forgot Mama Dave. Yeah, Mama. Oh, G. Mama Gilfoyle. Mama Gilfoyle. Mama Dave. Thank, thank you, you also. I know you're. We know you're listening to us right now. So thank you. Yes. Thanks, yes, so Mama Gil, for you always give give give, uh, give Dave give little Davy hugs for, and kisses for every one of us. Don't forget to pinch, pinch his cheeks nice and hard for us and give him a hug. <laughs> but on the real man, thank you everybody for listening to us once again. Thank you for being with us the past year. Uh, for Dave, who's not here, for producer Manny, for Alex, for Danny, this is Mark signing off. Bronx Machachos. See you next week. Happy Thanks. Thanksgiving, everybody.